Hey, everybody, we are back for our 8.30 show, PowerPoint Showdown, one of the newest shows to come about to the Trivia and Game Summit. This is going to be a lot of fun. I want to call your attention over to the chat window. If you're looking at uh, the, if you're in Hoppin and you're looking at the board, you might see PowerPoint voting, okay? So over on the right, you'll see all four of our players are listed there. Just like we did the other night with Live from the Beach Bungalow, as you're going along, this isn't like a serious scoring, but it's going to be fun to see how people, how it changes throughout the night. Go ahead and vote. You can vote early. You can vote often. It's just like real American politics. Vote early, vote often, vote multiple times. You can vote as many times as you want. If you have a favorite, continue to vote for them. Without further ado, I was going to say, if you don't see that over on the right side, just hit refresh real quick. I'm going to go into that theme song. We'll come back in PowerPoint Showdown is going to be on the main screen. Oh, we already got some votes coming in. There we go. Can't be expected to give you your entire education. I want you to do your own research. Make up your own mind. Don't listen to the mainstream media. They're just lying to you all the time. What you <clears throat> And now, Some Nobodies presents PowerPoint Showdown where each presenter arrives unprepared and just has to do their best. Without further ado, this week's keynote speaker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very super special episode of PowerPoint Showdown. And, uh, you know, thanks to everyone here who's going to be joining our conference. Um, tonight, you're going to be hearing from four professionals. And we're going to be discussing our topic tonight, which is the power of games. Uh, with me, as always, uh, we have Dylan from a secure location. Oh, that is a different location. Cute. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have uh, Professor C. Ryan. Uh We'll find out what the C stands for later. We have cooler Zach Wiseman and also myself, the Zachist. Uh, I'm going to be the keynote speaker, which means I go first and my vote counts the most. Um, now, for those that are joining for the first time, each speaker will be giving a 10-minute presentation on the topic of the week. And after each of the presentations, there'll be a short Q&A for the panel. And of course, we invite any members of the audience to ask questions. That is something that Cooler Zach Wiseman would do. Now, we invite everyone to ask as many questions as possible. And then we invite in members of, uh, uh, yeah, if, you, if you're listening or you're watching, ask away. It doesn't matter. Also, apparently, you can score to see who's the coolest. Now, that'd be probably a Zach Wiseman. If not the coolest, probably cooler. Who knows? Um, <laughs> now, after the fourth presentation, the panelists will vote on which speaker will be awarded the $50,000 scholarship to some nobody's university. And I actually just had to cash that out today. So uh, we have plenty of that sitting around, uh, but it will be in a scholarship. I'm going to pocket that, somehow pay for your college. And also uh, a super special some nobody's uh, nostalgia prize from one of our Patreon members. And if I have it right, oh, sorry. Open these before the show. Oh my god, is this unbelievable? Is this should have had cooler Zach Wiseman do this? Okay, apparently, it would have been cooler. Apparently, we have a full set of lawn darts, uh, from 1974. That's uh, pretty cool. That's crazy because I'm pretty sure those are illegal in every single state. But whoever wins the contest tonight does get the fifty thousand dollar uh grant money that I will give them uh in person and also it's, the lawn darts. It's really cool to use those because they are illegal. 
It is, yeah. it is it is cool to use those and coolest. and or they are also illegal. Now I'm going to be going first as always, is leading the night off. So if we can go ahead and get my uh, or if we get the producer to get up, okay, <laughs> okay. Now once again, the the topic tonight is going to be the power of games, and I want you to keep that in the back of your brain when looking at when trying to look at these slides. Now I had to Xerox these slides. We haven't done a show like this before. So I had to send in Xerox copies of our PowerPoint slides for this. So I do apologize if it's gonna be hard to read. I'm gonna go through this with you. Now I'm gonna be defining game and examining some historical examples of, of probably games. It probably says games down there. Now defining game, game, what is it? Plaything, toy, waste of time, a way to make yourself feel better. There's a lot of different ways that you can define game. And we're going to get into at least six or seven of those in the next couple of slides. So next slide, please. Now, there's the rules, there's participants, and then there's some other garbage. And that encapsulates most games. Even this game right here, which is a little bit of Walter White inside of your CPU. And that's a very boring game that was made in, uh, I think, 2017. It's called, uh, what was it called? It's uh, ice, ice in a Box. I forget what it was called. It's not a very fun game, but there are rules. Rule number one, stop playing that game. Find a different game. Rule number two, participants. Now, this is a solitary game. So participants is one. Many are games out there like Elder, well, actually, Elder Ring is a one-player game. You could play Fall, Fall is a one-player game as well. So there's a lot of games out there that are multiple players i.e. participants. Now, there's always some other garbage. There's that one screen that tells you maybe about seizures if you're playing a video game. Uh, there's that one piece of paper that's got a lot of words on it that you cut that one little square out and send it away for a decoder wing, like this one right here. It doesn't matter. It's garbage. Get rid of it. Get to the game. Next slide, please. Okay, now. Hmm. Who defines game? Well, I just did. So me, this is me on stage currently. Now under this sweatshirt, I actually have a suit, but it's a little bit chilly in here. So I had to put this sweatshirt over top of it. Now, when defining games, the players can also define games. If they're playing, they probably should know what game they're playing. They should probably tell you what game they are playing against you. It doesn't really matter. Number two, the designer. Now, Hasbro, fairly decent designer of games. Uh, you have other uh, uh, designers such as uh, missile missile game darts, fairly good designers, but they can also define what the game is by making you think that fashion or whatever it is you're investing in is important. Now, three, there's also Hula Sacks the Eternal. Now, that really depends on which level of deep state game you're playing. Uh, if you're on the dark or even the shadier web, there's a couple games out there that you're going to need to uh, get Hula Sacks right on your side. And let me tell you, that MF, We'll tell you what game you're playing. Next slide, please. Hmm. Now, the Wisconsin Cow game is one of the ones I'm going to bring up first because this really tells you everything you need to know about why you should game, the power of gaming, etc. Now, I put together this little uh, grid or, or this little uh, graph over here that's going to go through pressure zone, flight zone, and obviously the most important, which is the blind spot, and that's why it's the smallest. Uh, if you're looking at any kind of pie graphs, the smallest piece is the most important piece, I think, of all of them. Now, flight distance, which 
you know, it, it varies a little bit from cow to cow, but it is something that you should pay attention to. Now, when Dylan taught me this game the first time, I was pretty shocked that he had such a book of rules. And uh, there's a lot of rules when it comes to this game. Uh, now, Dylan informed me that we did play this in ancient times. He said, uh, of all of our past lives, we've always played this game together. It's also very highly competitive. The cows love this game, and they're the first ones to try to get into that flight zone of a human. Now, losers were fed to the cows after the game. Now, once again, ancient times, things were different. Uh, we didn't drink milk. Cows actually ate humans. Things evolved drastically since then. Now, what does this tell? It tells us a lot, really. Games have evolved. Games have changed. You have rules now. You have participants. The cows never really participated. Now they have to. Next slide, please. Okay. Now, Shining Anvil repairs the unfortunate... Rough translation. Shining Anvil repairs the unfortunate. Now, once again, when you get back to Halisux, that MF has some rules. Some of those rules are going to be hard to follow because some of them aren't in English, and I can't read every language, especially Cyrillic. Now, popular bar game in Southeast Asia, uh, which is the... Is it Shining Anvil? Is that what I'm supposed to be saying? Shining Anvil. Now, once again, we have spectators uh, that place high stakes bets on these results. Now, when you look at the stab X over here, there are multiple ways you can stab a person, a cow, uh, the rules of other uh, of other board games. Uh, now, that pink stab in the middle, that's going to get you the most points. That's going to get you running trajectory to the X. Now, the game continues until only one participant is left standing. This is a pretty tough game. A lot of stabbing is going to go into this. But I tell you, the what you reap is worth the reward. Because as people know, you get that $50,000 grant money from uh, some nobody's university. Now, what does this tell us? Really, it tells us the rules of what this game is. The Shining Anvil repairs the unfortunate. Rough translation. It is Cyrillic. I had no idea what the original game is called. Um, we'll get back to this one, though. Next slide, please. Okay, I have a tiny diagram here of one of the first uh, crane machines where you really just tried to get rocks because you had to build your house. So the crane machine was designed for you to have bigger slash smaller rocks depending on what kind of house you were going for. Now, if we could all read this, it would say... It, it it pretty look. There's a lot of words on this thing, and it goes into Halifax, the Eternal. It goes into uh, the Eternal Sun that, that that is needed to give the divine intervention of Halifax. Uh, now, there's also it's incredibly dangerous because those rocks you don't really know where they're going to fall. Now they could fall straight down. Yeah, that's if gravity's working properly. Now currently played in the darker parts of the world. Now that's like the dark side of the moon, but of the earth, which is just night. Um, now, what does this tell us about game? Michael Colby once told me, for every Michael Colby, there is game. Now, I didn't know what that meant at first until I learned the rules of that game, which is shut up and let him talk to everybody in the bar. Michael Colby has mad game. Now, what does that tell us? Sometimes he throws rocks. Sometimes you got to sacrifice yourself. Sometimes he's going to stab you as if you were a cow. Next slide, please. 
then we have some common elements, obviously. Now, what's most important when gaming, uh, when trying to find the power of said game, is to see eye to eye. It's really to understand that person, to look them in the eyeball and say, we're going to play this GD game right now. We both have the rules. We understand the participants, and we know how to stab these cows. We got some common elements. Cows got to get stabbed. Somebody's got to win. These are all common elements. Uh, next slide, please. Now, in conclusion, I gave you my thesis. Uh, games are powerful. Games sit in your soul. Games let you know who your friends slash enemies slash bullies are. Uh, the antithesis of my thesis is shit's crazy. Sometimes you don't even know what game you're playing. You think you're playing Monopoly, and next thing you know, somebody's pulling a funny bone out, and you're like, I don't understand what's happening here. Now, the synthesis of all this is that you just got to remember you're here to have fun. You're here to have fun, guys. You're here to make friends, maybe make some enemies, share some frenemies, share some laughs, maybe a hug or two, stabbing cows. Now, I think that sums up how I feel about the power of gaming. And I'm going to let anyone ask any questions they have because I have done so much research and I have read all these slides. And I do apologize that they are Xerox for you folks, but that's just how this goes sometimes. Uh, yes, cooler Zach Wiseman. Yeah, uh, you did say uh, that you were going to get back to that rough translation from the Cyrillic, uh, and you never did. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really going to need to know because it's all I've been able to think about. Um, I missed the last half of your presentation because yeah. I was just thinking about what you were going to say about this this translation. Yeah. So I'm really going to need to know this. Sure. Now, it, it was translated from a language that was only written slash uh, heard. You can't speak it. Uh, it has to be said from wind or some deep canals of the middle of the earth. So I really can't say it because it isn't possible to be said. It is only possible to be heard. And once again, while trying to decode this using my fancy decoder ring, uh, what I think it says is shining anvil repairs the unfortunate. Uh, there was a couple different ones which were uh, filthy rock is the answer stabby stabby cow no more um but we think that shining anvil repairs the unfortunate is the easiest and honestly the most sellable title um okay um i guess that'll do um well, it, it's gonna this to. this michael colby character you were talking about mm -hmm. sounds really cool can i have his phone number please uh yeah absolutely i'll put it right on screen um dylan will try to get a producer to get that phone number straight on screen for anyone to call any other questions about this Oh, okay, Professor C. Ryan. Uh, yes, I was very curious about this. Uh, the stabbing. When you do the stabbing, mm. are you stabbing the cow or are you stabbing an anvil? It really depends on how many minutes in heaven you're playing. Uh, if you're playing eleven minutes in heaven, you're stabbing cows. If you're playing seven minutes in heaven, you're stabbing a friend or a neighbor uh, with your tongue. Mm. Uh, which which time zone is this usually in? Uh, all we we play this game oh, in oh, all times. Oh. Like I said, as long as it's on the dark side of the earth, mm. which some people say uh, is nighttime. But uh, different mm. levels of stabbing, different time zones of stabbing. Um, but really, it's just to get down to the core, which is love and friendship. Thank you, thank you, uh, Dylan. But from a secure location. Uh, thank you for your presentation. Mm. Um, as you were going through, many of your Example games seem to involve cows in some way. I was wondering if you could elaborate on the importance of cows to games and humanity. 
Yeah. Well, as we know, uh, games were birthed from the Pennsylvania Dutch, uh, which comes from Lancaster County in Pennsylvania. Uh, now, as we also know, they follow a lot of the routines and a lot of the subcultures of the cow, really all animals. Uh, they are lovers of animals and uh, passionate people. Now, once they found out about these games where cows were stabbing other animals, they decided to try it out on the cow itself, being that they were the you know, the participator of the game. So it really came, it really comes down from Pennsylvania Dutch. If okay. I could, yeah. And, Illuminating scra and, 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 and scrapple. Yeah, I mean, that's why there's so much scrapple there. You lose the mm -hmm. game, you got scrapple. All right. Any other questions from anybody? Including people listening or watching. I, once again, I'm very sorry I had to Xerox these slides. I'd be more than happy to explain anything. Excellent. Well, it seems that uh, we have no more adieus so with that being said, we're going to have to bring up our next presenter, which is Professor C. Ryan. Um, now, if we can also have Mr. C. Ryan, Professor of C's, one of his slides up, which is probably labeled with a Z in front of it. Yes, it's actually the Professor of <laughs> so I just want to make oh. sure. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Not this one. So, nope. Is that nine? There we go. Ah, yeah, there it is. Yes. So welcome to the power of games, how cardboard and plastic can divide families. I think it's very important to understand here is that what we are getting into is the idea that games hold power over people because people have small brains. Mm -hmm. So we do to these small brains, uh, we tend to get angry when we are, have other things that come to us like in different materials. So attempting to uh, have cardboard and plastic. These things actually create problems amongst one another with the other families. So, uh, next slide, please. So where the actual power actually comes from is yourself. Mm -hmm. And what people don't talk about enough is the fact that you have the power to make the rules in any game. You make the game. The game conforms to how you use the rules. One of the ways to show power is generally a fist. I don't like to show fists. I like to show hugs. But that's okay. It's the hug. I can't fit a hug in this slide. So unfortunately, I had to go with the fist to show the power. So, and you know, there's always flames. This is electricity. It's like shocking. Like it's a thing. All right, let's go to the next one, please. We are planning obsolescence. Here, the issue is, in fact, we are planning for the future. So many people think that the cardboard plastic problem, this is something that, you know, is affecting the entire world. It is not. It's primarily Antarctica. So this is really where we're having the troubles there. Uh, so we're planning the obsolescence. We will remove it, right? We will take this away by making it a single thing. I want to go back to stone because stone was delightful, but most people don't like that. All right, next slide. And see, so here's what happens. You might be playing a game, yes? And yeah, as you're playing this game, it is your grandmother who is the banker and say Monopoly or some such. And she has decided that she is not going to pay you the full amount for the luxury tax that you have get $75. I see it. And yet there, she is not going to pay this. Therefore, she is going to attack you and you are going to attack her. And then the other family members are going to get involved. And eventually your cousin is screaming at your uncle and it's all kinds of problems. And no one will talk for Easter, which is terrible. It's such a good tradition. So it's unfortunate. So what we're going to do is protect this family tree. So you see how there is a yellow border there. This is a vol. So we are going to protect everyone from other things with this vol. So using this vol, we will prevent games from coming inside. Yes. So we will not, we will choose cardboard or the plastic.
Mm. I would prefer plastic, but we will see. Carry on. Next slide, please. Now, there is a procedure, of course, there is a way to do this. It's going to take time to separate all of these things. So in the first part, you know, of course, it is a lorem ipsum dolorosidamet, consacteur adipsing elit zedo, aismid tempor incident, ut labore et dolore magna aliqua. So what we are seeing here is that we have the tea, right? So normally things that help people is tea. So we're going to keep you inside of your wall with the tea. So this is how we're going to start. We load up the tea, we get you inside the building, and then you're going to stay there. Uh, so then the second part is the incident ut labore et dolor. So what we have now is a speaker, right? We have a very specific speaker that is staring you and it's going to blare in your face and it's going to force you inside of the vaults and you'll be happy here to stay there long. Und number drei, consecutor adipsing elit setto, oesme tempor incident ut labore et delor magna aliqua. Now, this is a two parter because we have number four as well, incident ut labore et delor. And so this is uh, where you have the jars and posts. Okay, so mm -hmm. what we're working on, this is a nice way of showing a fence post, but this is a way of keeping them inside of this, is by using glass on top of fences. Mm. Uh, but we don't need to get into details. That's for later. Next. So unfortunately, I made the mistake on the last slide. So <laughs> what happened here is I attempted to uh, uh, use a different language, my native tongue, and I realized not everyone is perhaps aware of my native tongue. So I apologize for not making that something more relatable to you. It is a strange translation. I think it just, you know, I feel like we covered as much as we could. So let's carry on to the next slide. Thank you. Ah, yes. So here is one of the things that it, this is very aggressive, right? You see this picture and this picture gets you. So now I will share my greatest success and failure trying to pitch why people have to stay separated from the cardboard and the plastic. Mm -hmm. uh, and my biggest failure was definitely when uh, someone ran away, like they, they ran away with a family dog and they just left. And they have never been heard from again. Hmm. So that was a failure because they managed to escape the perimeter. However, on the other side, we have nine generations in one of our, our little camps where they are enjoying themselves thoroughly. They are having so much fun there. They really like it. Okay, next. Uh, we don't need to look at all the smoking. Smoking is bad for you. This is a cautionary tale. Doing this much smoking will kill you, so please stop. Hmm. Carry on. So in conclusion, you will notice that using VR headsets are what's going to keep us inside of our tiny box. And it will make us feel much more powerful, like we can do so many things, when the simple fact is we cannot, and we are not going to make anyone do anything. We're going to prefer they stay inside so they don't fight each other anymore. So in cardboard versus plastic, I think we've learned that the cardboard is really the enemy. Mm. And once we remove and clear everything of cardboard, we will have a better world. A better world for all of us to come together and be united once we are done with the cardboard. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. You're so wonderful people. This is the power of games and I appreciate for my presentation. Does anyone have any questions they'd like to ask? Uh, yeah, is there Dylan? Uh, oh, you pronounced it correctly. Thank you. Thank uh, you. And, and thank you for the presentation. Um, oh, you. Now you've spoken about little boxes. Yeah. Those boxes wouldn't happen to be made out of cardboard, correct? No, of course not. Okay, this, no. Is, this would be no. This would be no room to to move. As you, where would you poop in cardboard? This is no smart. Could you elaborate on what these boxes are made out of and what they mm. contain? Yeah. So there are many sorts of things we can put in these boxes. We could grind up shells. 
we could use a certain form of concrete or clay, like a Puebla. We have we have the many options of things that could be made out of perhaps sand, but sand is not the best, you know, maybe four years out of sand and it's gone. So we try. Uh, I say clay, probably, preferably. Okay. Okay. It is also, you. you know, sustainable. This is important. Yeah, it must be sustainable. So, Zach asked. Yes. Uh, thank you for your presentation and for coming 18 hours just to be here uh, for, a, for a virtual conference. You could Gosh. be anywhere. Uh, yeah, no, now, I, I come here. It's important to be here. And I appreciate that. Uh, I'll let you in the house once the show's over. Now, my okay. question is, uh, you did say your greatest failure in gaming was a family escaping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you elaborate on what style of game that is? Well, so we have a variation of tag, I believe. So it's where you 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 touch each other, and then the other person is it, right? Mm -hmm. So the problem is the person who was it escaped, and so we had no one else to be. But, it. but escape what? You know, it's the area, the <laughs> home, the, 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 the spot. So they so they just quit playing the game. But yes, this was unacceptable. Okay, that was okay. Perfect. There's no that way to be it. You know, I you, you understand. It's, I agree with you. There's no yeah. bigger failure in gaming than somebody quitting. Nine. Thank you. Danke. Yes, there's a cool one. Where's the cool one? I like him. You have the nice glasses and your hat. Uh, yeah, I was wondering because you were saying about uh, how you were trying to get rid of cardboard to yeah. try to keep something more sustainable yeah such as plastic yeah um i i just wanted to know how putting more plastic yeah. into the world would be more sustainable than using easily accessible paper products such as cardboard yeah because this is a terrible question so the, the problem is cardboard kills the trees yeah okay. we don't want to be killing any more of the trees so what we are trying to do is make more things i would get into hydrocarbons but i feel we do not have the time so instead what i will do is simply say that what we are attempting to do is put more people in space mm. yeah and that is where the sustainability comes, and we only do this with the plastic. It is the trees must grow again, otherwise we kill things. So I don't like the death part. Mm. And plus, we already have like ten percent of all the microplastics, so we're we're reforming. Oh. We are becoming the plastic. Yeah, yeah Dylan. Uh, just to elaborate, you mean put people into outer space and not just like space or area. Mm. I mean, it's there's a many takes on that. I I like the idea of outer space too. Like there are many spaces to be placed within. The inner space. Maybe my inner space could use some more plastic. Is so it, we have the options. Yeah. Is is inner space when you shrink people down and then inject them into other people? Mm -hmm. This is so much like the Martin Short movie. We are working very much on That's this. Cool. We would hope to one day have such technology. But we don't do that with more plastic, not by kidding trees. Excellent. You answered my question beautifully. Thank you. Tonkerson. Tonkerson. Yeah, yes, yeah, Zach asked. I have one more question. Earlier did on, you? earlier on, you did say that you were happier when the games were made out of rocks. Yeah. Did, did you find that selling boxes full of rocks was uh, a hard thing to manage? The most difficult part is the is the packaging. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also I noticed your density joke. I like that. It's very funny. Uh, this is, so when you're putting the rocks in the box, when you shake them, 
Unfortunately, these are very difficult, and we had a problem with the elderly dropping them, and there mm. was lawsuits. Yeah. So yeah, uh, okay, that's all. It's fine now, yeah. but we operate out of Panama. So yeah. <laughs> perfect. Any more questions for Mr. Professor C. Ryan from the audience from the ghost world? No more questions. Perfect. Oh. Sorry, we do have one. Cardboard or paper? Sure. But what about aluminium? Uh, yeah, so here's the thing with the aluminum. So the issue with the aluminum is the fact that wherever we put it, people were slicing fingers off. Yeah. They would lose digits. Like the whole thing would come right off. And it's so thin. And it's like if you get a paper cut, it's that's pretty bad. But then when you have aluminum cut, it's it's you lose a finger. So yeah, it's uh, the children had real problems with that. Well, you really shouldn't be making it out of aluminum knives, though. You could make it rounded or not. Yes, but it's much cheaper if you just cut it and package it. Oh, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Any more questions from the audience? From my neighbor downstairs, who's been yelling about something. Oh. No. Okay. Great. No. Uh, well, thank you very much, Professor Ryan. And obviously, thank you. The the adus are no more, no longer. So without them. We're going to introduce our third guest, which is going to be Cooler Zach Wiseman. And if we can also bring up his other slide, which does not have a Z in front of it. Beautiful. Hey, everyone. Welcome to my presentation. Uh, as everyone knows, I am Cooler Zach Wiseman. And today I am going to teach you how to design the perfect game guaranteed to succeed with filthy casuals such as regular zach wiseman the filthiest of all casuals uh i just wanted uh, i don't like to throw people under the bus but i'm going to be talking about how how casual regular zach wiseman is mm. you can't even beat the first tree sentinel in elden ring and uh i'm gonna have to drag him for that a lot tonight so uh sorry to zach wiseman regular zach wiseman but uh this this presentation is mostly going to be about him uh next slide please now which the first thing you need to do when you're designing a game for filthy casuals is you have to establish game mechanics and win conditions you have to make sure that these casuals are winning all the time you have to spell out everything that they have to do in these games you have to you have to make sure that they survive you have to hold their hand through the entire game so that they can win the game uh you're going to be hitting the eight ball, but you're not actually going to be sinking any of these, any of these mechanics, none of the hard mechanics you're going to take. You're just going to, what these casuals want is they just want to win the game. They just want a participation prize. So you're going to have to hand them things over and over again collectibles you have to hand them achievements you have to make sure that they can get them all that they can see everything that the game has to offer that's not cool at all man so what we're, but it sells more because there's more casuals out there than there is real gamers you know what i'm saying uh next slide please now, 
you're going to have to make contact with the outer powers while you're making your game. Because when you design your game, when you have people working on your game, when you have people thinking of ideas for your game, you're going to be having real professional gamers doing all of this stuff. So you have to go to the outside. You can't let your actual gaming prowess interfere with the game that you're making for these casuals. You can see all of these hands. These are the hands that need to hold the hands of the casual players who are playing your Lego games, your your Sonic games, you know, all of these games for babies. Uh, you need you need to be holding the hands of these players the whole time, and you have to be watching them. That's what the eye represents. The eye represents you watching the casuals, and the hands represent you holding the hands of these casuals while they're playing yeah. your games. I'm going to ask for the next slide, please. You can't leave anything to the imagination I, I think i went over this pretty well already but normies are unable to fill in the gaps with their own thoughts you have you have to hand feed them everything that you want them to be thinking so make sure you explain everything you need your character talking all the time if your character sees a ladder your character has to say, I better go climb that ladder. I think there's something above us so that these casuals can play this game and they don't feel bad. Oh, they don't want to be bad at the game. They don't want to be sad. They want to be able to see the end of the game without actually having to do anything. They're simple brains are tiny and smooth as you can see those are my actual fingers picking up the actual brain of a filthy casual they need things explained to them all the time my brain you can't see it but my head is seven feet in circumference because my brain is so big i need a special camera this camera is seven miles away from me right now because it can't show my whole galaxy brain on the screen unlike these casuals this this regular zach wiseman two two doors down from me his camera is right up against him he's an inch and a half tall because his brain is so small he can't even press the buttons on a big boy controller he needs to have one of those extra specially made just for him uh I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to go on to the next slide because I'm tired of talking about regular Zach Wiseman. <laughs> As you can see, Maxwell. Maxwell is is the only thing on this earth smaller than Zach Wiseman. He's a little tiny demon, and he's the one who lives inside your game console, and he's the one who takes out all the challenge from these games he's the one who makes the games easy he's hmm. the one that puts the lines of dialogue into these characters mouths that tell you exactly what you stare at a puzzle for two seconds and 
Maxwell is telling you how to solve the puzzle <sighs> because of all of these casuals. What we need, we need an angel. We need a big giant angel to pluck Maxwell from this earth and throw him back down to heck where he came from so that these casuals we need to get casuals out of video games this used to be this used to be something that only real men could play and yes i said men because only men play video games yeah so let's get maxwell off of this planet and get the gamers to be gamers again baby next slide please Now, I'm going to examine competing games in my genre, which is games for filthy casuals. There might be something cool there that you can steal for your own project. So many games lately have been made for these casuals. We have Nintendo games that let you press a button and the game literally plays itself. We have Aloy talking in Horizon Zero Dawn all the time, telling you exactly what you need to do. This is what I'm trying to accomplish in my games. None of the enemies hurt you. The game, you don't need to use both of your analog sticks. You can just use the D-pad so that you can move. Only one button does anything. Yeah. And that's just to interact with things, to talk to them nicely, because that is what the casuals want. That is what sells games. You don't want conflict in your games. You want to walk up to some nice virtual pussycat and talk to them and pet them and then walk away nicely after you give them a treat. And then you get an achievement for that. That that gets your storyline moving. Yeah. And that's what these casuals want. So what I want to do is I want to make a game for casuals. Make so much money that I can hire an angel to get Maxwell out of all of these consoles so that only the real gamers can play again. Mm. Next slide, please. Now, in order to do the pact that I have to do, you have no idea how much money God and his cronies charge. I don't know why God needs money, but if you want to enter a pact with an angel, you have to lick a nine volt battery in the light of full moon at midnight on a particular day. It's coming up. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want anybody else to know how to do it exactly. But what we're going to do is we already collected the money. We mm -hmm. kickstarted. When you put in your Kickstarter that you're making a game that doesn't have any sort of combat, it just has nice walking around. It just has talking to people mm. who are nice to you. It just has petting animals. That's all these people want. And if you put that that's what you're making a game about, they're going to give you all of their money because not only are they 
wimps and wieners while they're gaming, but they're also very stupid. So they will give you money for these casual games. I have enough to pay off God. All I have to do is do the pact. It's coming up very soon. So don't worry, real gamers. We're going to get our hobby back, baby. Next slide, please. In conclusion, it's very easy to design a game for casuals. They don't want anything. <laughs> they just they they want to pretend like they're playing a video game when they're really not. They want some niceness. They want some happiness. They want colorful graphics. Whoop de freaking do. Uh, it's easy to rip them off. And I think everyone should do it at least until the 23rd of May when I'm doing my, my, my. No pitches. Uh, no pitches. <laughs> please don't. When I'm wrong. doing. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I said too much, actually. I'm 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 done. Um, uh, I'll take questions from the audience now, uh, unless they're casuals. I don't want any questions from casuals. Uh, Professor C. Ryan. Yeah, thank you so much. I've I was wondering when you had mentioned that you wanted to get rid of and remove and perhaps I don't know say separate the casuals is there something you had in mind i am looking to work with a partner on maybe like a way of separating them like with the family like maybe we take all the casuals and just put them separately in a different place yeah i i think that's a great idea we can just give them the rocks and or we can give the rocks to the real gamers and let them decide what they're going to do with the casuals. This is what I like to come here with the conferences for. I feel like we all bounce ideas off each other and we're only going to grow society in a better way by choosing the bad people and getting them out. Thank you. We'll talk after the we'll talk after the presentation. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh Dylan from a from a secure location. Um, thank you. Um I noticed that there was no mention of a battle pass or some sort of season pass to get downloadable content afterwards, like uh, cosmetic skins mm -hmm. or horse armor or uh, weapon packs, like boosters randomly, like loot boxes. I was wondering yes. if you could elaborate on that. And then I had a second part. When can I pre-order this at various tiers so I could get like a, like a bust of the main character or something? Well, the... The loot boxes, the season pass, that's stuff that the casuals love. But what we're not going to do, I put in my Kickstarter presentation that we were going to do that stuff. All of that casual ass stuff. Uh, but in reality, by the time that we do, by the time that we do the thing that we need to do to get Maxwell... I don't want to give away too many details of what we have to do, but once we get Maxwell out of these consoles, it's not going to matter because the casuals will be gone. So they're giving us money based on promises for the future, hmm. but we don't actually need to do that stuff. Um, I'm giving away a lot of my secrets. I'm just assuming that nobody's actually watching us anymore. <laughs> 
Well, uh, yes, uh, Professor C. Ryan again. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm just curious. When you're saying you're taking these things away from the, say, $70, $80, $147 dollar super editions, are you taking art books? Because I do love art books. I'm wondering. I feel like hardcore gamers are really into art books, and that should be like the $400 edition. I don't know. I'm just curious about these things. I Sorry. Thank you. I'm not worried about making my actual game until we get these casuals out, of, like a out, of the out of the ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do is um, once, once the casuals are gone yeah. and we have, we have the ability to make real games again, uh, we're then we'll do the art books. Um, yeah. There will be three art books per game. Um, there will be no instruction books. There will be no tutorials. Um, you'll have to figure everything out for yourself, just like a real gamer does. Uh, that's great. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Yes. Do we have any uh, questions from the audience? Uh, the Nintendo Power Glove is no, it's not because it makes the games, the NES games that mm. are already plenty hard. It makes them harder. Mm. It makes them control worse. So the Nintendo Power Glove is the most hardcore gamer accessory you can come up with. So you oh, yeah. hold on to that Nintendo Power Glove, Jeff. You play your games. You make them harder. And when when my games come out, they're all gonna come with a power glove to make them impossible to play. Now, do we have any more questions from the audience? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Professor C. Ryan has one more Damn question it. for me. Yeah, so to ensure it's not bullshit, this is going to be a PC2 connector to your Nintendo Power Glove, making sure, you know, saying, you know, screw <laughs> USB, right? Oh, no, no. It's going to, you're going to need Firewire. You're going to need uh, one of those old printer jacks with the 16 separate connections. Yeah. Um, and you're also going to need to plug it into all of the USB ports so that you can't have anything else plugged in. This it's, is great. I'm very yeah. excited. Thank and you. And once you plug the USB in, it doesn't come out. So the only thing you're going to be able to use is the power glove for everything. My friend, you have made my nipples erect. Thank you. I'm very <laughs> excited about this. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, um, Unless we have any more questions from the audience, I think my presentation is finished. I'm fairly certain I said no questions from casuals. All right, thank I you. Think he's just covering up his face. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much, Michael Colby. For or, sorry, for, thank you so much, Cooler Zach, for your presentation. Um, it was enlightening, and I have a magnitude of questions, but I will get to them afterwards okay now without any more adus we've spent a lot of adus here now without any more we're going to get to our final and most eloquent presenter dylan but from a secure location so if we can get his our slide up excellent excellent thank you for having me uh from my 
location. It is secure. I can guarantee you that. Now, this is my presentation on how I spent six days on a mall roof playing games. It's a gaming study by Moonlight or the sun's light bouncing off the moon or whatever. You can find me online at Vorpal underscore words. That's my handle on everything. Tinder. Influenza. <laughs> it's the influencer healthcare app. You're still logged into that? <laughs> yes. It's a good one. I love it. Yes. Instagram. And, of course, uh, Monopoly Online. Now, let's go, uh, continue with the presentation. Next slide, please. Now, why I chose this area of games to play with, as the phrase goes. Gaming isn't all fun and games. There's also math and science. Now, this is just useless math jargon that I put down here. The only math that I am really uh, concerned about as a gamer are dice probabilities. Now, of course, your standard dice notation is going to be a d6 for a six-sided die that goes from d4 for a four-sided up to d20 which if you play dnd &D, you know that that is of course a 20-sided die the standard uh, average roll on any die is one half over the highest face so the average of a d6 is 6.5 no it's 3.5 i messed up because i was not a math major i'm a gamer Heck gamers yeah. don't need to know math 2d6 the average is going to be about seven that's what I was thinking. This is what I'm talking about. I can see your eyes glazing over as I speak. Games are not all fun and games. There's also math and science. Now, I believe as we go further into the presentation, we're going to explore those facets of gaming more. Let's go to the next slide, please. Now, of course, the problem with fun is that sometimes you experience a syndrome called death trash. Now, I have seen this personally on Influenza, the uh, influencer-based healthcare app, that those suffering from death trash tend to think that they're having fun. Instead, what they're having is system failure. And I'm not talking about your gaming system. I'm talking about the systems inside your body shutting down from the sheer amount of fun. Now, that fun is actually an acronym, and it stands for acute, but it has like an F on in front of it. It's silent. They needed to make it spell fun. Acute under system neutralization. Now, that's speaking, of course, to the undersystem of the human body being neutralized by the amount of fun you're having and you experience death trash. And they call it death trash because once you die, they throw you outside in the garbage. Hell yeah. Uh, now, Cooler Zach Wiseman touched on this slightly in his presentation about casuals. Of course, casuals are not the only ones who suffer from fun or death trash. It happens to any gamer, any time. I was on top of that mall because I was afraid I was going to have too much fun and suffer death trash. But playing games on top of a mall roof under the moonlight is not a good time. It's cold and it's windy and it blows the cards away from my Monopoly set. Let's go to the next slide, please. This is a chart of fun versus garbage time. And we're talking a little bit about garbage here in a literal sense, as in the bin outside that you put your refuse in. Or if you've had too much fun, your corpse. <laughs> I've split these up into colors because I am not a math major. Red, you're going to experience nine funs. If the game is green-based, and I'm talking green as in like the overall temperature of the color on screen, you know, you open the menu, sometimes you're playing a sci-fi game, and it's all the rounded corners and the yellow highlights and the blue background. Blue is down there. You're only going to experience five funs. <laughs> Purple, lowest. Four. Yellow, second highest. Green, tied with blue. Because green and yellow put together... I'm going to let that speak for itself. Dang. Nice. 
Let's go to the next slide, please. Uh, this is the same graph, but it's for adults. Now that the kids have left um, because they see that this is an adult graph. And of course, I hope that the warning before the show, of course, this is, uh, you know, not safe for work. We are not politically correct. We'll say whatever we want. This is the same graph, but it links divorce rates with GTA. Now, GTA is a video game called Grand Theft Auto. And on the side... If you tilt your head 90 degrees, it says number of divorces out of 1,000 marriages, asterisk. I didn't put the asterisk data down there because it wasn't important to the overall timbre of the presentation. <clears throat> and of course, at the bottom, I list all the GTAs between GTA 1 up through GTA 4. This was made before 2013, whenever Rockstar released GTA 5 originally, the first time they did it, not when they were releasing it for like your refrigerator and stuff like that. 2004. I. I don't think that's that can't possibly be correct for GTA 5. Um, I wasn't even born yet, and I remember playing GTA 5 on release. Um, of course, GTA 1, it's over the it's overhead, it's not super advanced. GTA 2, you're getting up there. Now, GTA 3 is when you had the really intense graphical shift and the storyline change. And of course, the biggest threat to marriages present in GTA, the addition of cheat codes. What do cheat codes do? It's texting lexicon that helps you cheat on your spouse. We shoot from two to 15 average divorce rates. Oof. That's 15 divorces every second in America. Oh, in millions. That's 15 million divorces every second in America on GTA 3. And of course, it spikes in GTA San Andreas um, because people thought that that was going to be like a big deal or something like that. And then GTA 4, some of the hype has died down. Everybody's getting used to GTA. Um, and Less people are getting married, so there's less divorces. But you're still looking at 17.1 million divorces per second in America. And I'm up there on that mall trying to play Monopoly, and the wind is blowing, and my wife is downstairs shopping with Steve, and I can't do anything about it. Because Grand Theft Auto had their demo of GTA V at the local GameStop. Ugh, Let's go to yeah. the next slide, please. Yeah. Now, what I have learned playing games on a mall rooftop under the moonlight... It's a lot. Now, this is going to look like, like uh, some sort of like family tree or something like that. So you've got Big Mother Knife, Meet Swirl. Swirl and Wen have a kid named Julie. Balut and Big Mother Knife have kids named Big Mountain Flying Bear. Sparrow's down there. You can see Sparrow and Kai got divorced because they got married after GTA 3. This is the damage that games can cause to the American family. And I just wanted to highlight that so all of you folks at home can take this seriously. I'm waiting for this cat to come back in the room. Hold on. All right, she's outside. Never mind. Let's go to the next slide. Now, what Ashton Kutcher said when I showed my findings, now each celebrity and game producer use different methods. You have Will Wheaton. He keeps trying to get back on these new CBS Star Trek shows, and they don't call him because nobody wants Wesley as an old man. But you can see his enthusiasm in those interviews, and it is shocking how desperate he is. Uh, Ashton Kutcher... He got the role because I showed him my findings. He went in to Gene Roddenberry's son, Gina Roddenberry, and he was like, listen, this is the effect GTA has on the American marriage. And Gina Roddenberry was like, that's the kind of allegory I want in my new Star Trek. Except we're not going to do allegory. We're going to do just straight commentary. We're going to be lazy about it. Just like I was lazy. I went to the nearest place where I could still spy on my wife having her illicit affair at the mall, looking through the skylight, playing Monopoly. Hmm. 
And of course, you know, we'll get into that in the next slide, please. Let's move on. Now, in conclusion, sometimes when your marriage is failing, when you haven't turned your lights on and you're only lit by the light of your microphone in a dark room with a stove behind you in a secure location somewhere in the Rocky Mountains, you think back to that time that you were on that mall rooftop in the moonlight playing Monopoly. Now, what is the root word of Monopoly? That's mono. Oh. Not the disease. <laughs> we're not talking about influenza here. So if you want to follow me on influenza, my username is vorpal underscore words. We're talking about monogamy. It rhymes with monopoly. We're not talking about GTA. We're not talking about cheat codes. We're talking about the sanctity of the American human marriage. I can't speak as to, you know, other aspects of it. But sometimes you just want to walk off down the railroad track, sad song playing in your untucked shirt. Into a cell phone, figuratively speaking, of course, because you're diving back into those memories of you and your wife before she met Steve on influenza. And that is sometimes why we may find ourselves on top of them all playing Monopoly in the moonlight while the wind blows our uh, cards away. Or whatever. Thank you. Uh, I will now accept questions from the panel. Let's start with Prof. C. Ryan. Yeah, thank you so much, Dylan. You are dynamic. I so enjoyed this conversation. It gave me true insight into the American brain and how the dynamic of Marge works with you people. So I have a question. Mm -hmm. uh, exactly, when you were on this mall, had you contemplated perhaps something that would have encased you or encapsulated you, something that would have protected you from the wind, maybe saved your marriage from a vol with, with many vols? I had considered it, um, but as I was encased in a in my emotions, I felt that I had already sheltered myself from my loved ones enough that adding a physical barrier may have been too much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Thank you so much. Of course. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, let's just go down the, down the road, the Zachist. So I have a question. Sure. <clears throat> First off, thank you for taking your time off of that mall. Uh, to be here now, I do have a question uh, for Cooler Zach Wiseman about his presentation. No, if we are okay. Come on. I'm no, sorry. Please respect okay. the format I apologize. of the show. I apologize. We I spoke about this. We spoke about this before we went on air. Sometimes I just need to be reminded. I do have a yeah. question for Professor C. Ryan, I, though. I, if that's okay. Do, if you have a question for me, oh, I know. I, I, I was beaten by the belt. We can't yeah. talk to me now. Yeah. Okay, Cooler Zach Wiseman. Let's let's get us out of here. Yeah, I really appreciate that you took the most miserable game, Monopoly. You made it, you you made it it more miserable by playing it by yourself with the wind and the rain and in the dark. That's a real gamer shit right there. What I'm wondering is, are you going to be releasing this one player horrible worst version of Monopoly because I want to buy it? for my company that makes real games. I do actually have a SoundCloud account where you can listen to the vocal track of me crying as I am playing this Mall Top Monopoly. Um, it is called Mall Top Moonlight Monopoly Monogamy. Um, is this and... part of an OnlyFans? This is public? On no, my, my only, you can see my OnlyFans link on the front uh, slide here. At is Volvo that where you masturbate words. for the tears? Yes. Oh, good. But Thank I don't you. think we're allowed to talk about. We can. Well, then contact me on. What do you, what do you use on, on influenza. influenza? Yeah, if it's not tears on influenza, what do you use then? Uh, vitamin C, plenty of fluids, and sleep. Oh, nice. 
All right. Uh, do we have any questions from the panel or the audience remaining? Any more questions from anyone? We do have a question from Nate Follett, which says, I saw your wife with Steve. It's not a Annie question. Is. Not a question. Get it off. It, the Come on. Jesus. No, it, he just mispronounced the question mark and accidentally said it with a period. He said, did I, I see your wife with Steve? I don't know if you saw my wife with Steve at Auntie Anne's. Yeah, she likes, okay. a, she likes a pretzel. I don't know what let's, to tell you. We all like a pretzel. Let's cheese. not be hostile with the audience. This is why you don't get invited <sighs> to most of these things. Me. No, be hostile to the audience. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's also, what we want. Also, I also do like the pretzels. It's very Bavarian, I'm, I'm, so that's nice. I'm I'm wiping my I'm washing my hands with this. Okay, so I think, <laughs> also Jeff Ravella has a question. Uh, Geocities.com backslash Vorpal uh, underscore words. Yes, <laughs> that's where I post my OCs. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so now with all the presentations given, each member of the panel will indicate which speaker they believe deserves to win the fifty thousand dollar grant money awarded from some nobody's patreon account and the collector nostalgia prize which is the very very illegal and uh very fun uh lawn dart game from the early 70s um now each panel i'm going to ask you to please put up a finger number with in the same presentation that we went so i'll be number one uh, uh professor c rod be number two cooler zach wiseman will be on number three and dylan from a secret location will be number four so on three please put your fingers up one Two, three. Nice. That, that POS cooler Zach Wiseman finally won one, uh, which is great. Excellent. So uh, we're going to send uh, cooler Zach Wiseman this grant money in literally uh, which using the post office because those people need jobs too. So why not? Uh, I'll also be giving this uh, long, dark game in person. That way I can get my hat back. Thank you very much. And um you're never getting this hat back. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody, for watching and listening to this stupid show where we try to give presentations and teach people about absolutely nothing. Because why would we? You're smarter than we are. But since Cooler Zach Wiseman won, it is his job now to give us what our title of next presentation is going to be. The title of the next presentation is Why Are We Going Outside Anymore? Yeah. Nice. Fair question. I hope That's to a very learn. Good question. Uh, now, before we play our outro, Professor C. Ryan, since you got the least amount of votes, uh, I'm going to need you to give us our uh, going away slogan. And that is, you can see us later, next time. <laughs> play that outro music. Mind you, I was talking about gentle forehead kisses for the donkey and the, and asking the donkey to stick out its tongue. I never said anything about tongue. <clears throat> <clears throat> Thank you for watching PowerPoint Showdown. Today's winner will receive a $50,000 grant courtesy of some nobody's Patreon. Congratulations on your win. Join us next week for another showdown. That does look like the Dean. That's fun. It looks sexy. Wait, you can Thanks hear me? For providing Wait, we can hear all big, this. Big, big, <laughs> big, big prize, guys. Michael's talking. <laughs> Was that us? Are we still there? Okay, next episode of PowerPoint Presentation. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh, I don't know why I go outside because I I have a whole cupboard full of apple jacks. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
No need. Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> you got to get that milk somehow. That's kind though. of cereal. I mean, the milk milk comes from outside. Why well, go out for the milk? You know what milk I'm saying? Comes from inside the cow. You have a cow at home? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that, I tell you, that's smart investment. Uh, that's right. Well, I want to thank PowerPoint Showdown. Thank you so much. You're doing new shows all the time. I've already seen. 10 of them come out in the last you just started a, a few weeks ago i think and you've already done a, a half dozen oh, minimal yeah. we literally recorded a podcast while doing this show live yeah. uh, which is crazy but we're yeah we're we don't getting, screw around we're getting good at it and if you want to see if the audience has any knowledge of what's oh, happening yes we please do have I'm the good. audience scores oh my goodness whoa hey <laughs> I love it. People oh. do not like Michael Colby. It's all the validation I <laughs> for, need. For me. It's I'm okay. just kidding. We're literally a half a point away from each other. We're uh, going to make it another day. Man, Dylan almost made it to Animal Crossing. There oh, he goes. Shit, he got, another, he got another score. Keep so, it rolling. Uh, keep it rolling. Yeah. I, you should be. I tell you, for Dylan. This, this is an emotional audience. They can tell when someone's been beaten up. <laughs> I, I think the I think the thing is that since I was cooler Zach Wiseman, yeah. people were voting for Zach Wiseman because they thought it was me. So it didn't really help Zach's <laughs> score either. <laughs> I think everyone was confused by seeing my full first name. Yeah, that was well, the issue there. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, those Actually, weren't supplied ahead of if time. If you add up all of our scores, they still don't equal Dylan's score. How do you do this, Dylan? <laughs> well, it is fair. His parents are the only one that watches our show. That's true. Oh, and you can vote multiple. They watch times. every. Oh my god, I just lost a vote somehow. <laughs> <laughs> they took it back. I'm not like, nah. That's, god, this goes to Dylan. All right, I'm gonna go oh. ahead and reset the room. We're coming back. The if you want to stick champion. around, if PowerPoint Showdown, you want to stay with us, we're gonna play live trivia. 25 multiple choice questions will take about a half an hour. Uh, you can all play on your phones. You can compete head to head. We got some prize money and uh, we'll be back in about five minutes. Yay. 